Hey friends, welcome to another edition of The Link, where we live at the intersection of critical questions and biblical answers. I'm so excited that you joined us today. Today we have a really important topic to talk about. It is back to school time. Like it or not, we are here. And this has been probably the most different and unusual season of back to school time that any of us have ever experienced. Today we're going to talk about both the pains and the joys of this moment for parents, for teachers, administrators, and for our precious little ones, our students. And we hope to give you some real answers to your tough questions and encouragement as we look to Jesus. And I'm really excited to have some really special guests with me today. First to my left is my favorite guest of all time. It's my wife, the mother of our children, five awesome kids. Here is a parent today, Yodi Brooks. Honey, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, and then Nicole Wilson is with us as well. Nicole is here in two roles, kind of dual roles. First, she is a school board member for the Troy School District, and she's also the Women's Ministry Director here at our Troy campus. Nicole, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. And then Dr. Joe Chalufo, who's one of my daughter's favorite teachers. He helps with high school Bible and digital media at Oakland Christian School. Joe, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'll start with you, Joe. This has, again, been a very unusual year. What has the last six months, going back to March up until now, been like for you as a teacher? Well, in March, it was a great adventure. And we thought, we've got this. We can do this. You know, uh, We know these kids, which was great. Uh, we knew them, and then we could move into distance learning. And then the challenges began to arise. Um, in that there was less structure because kids were working at home. And I began to realize that um, in school we can control students. But in distance learning, we had to figure out how to lead them and motivate them to learn what they were passionate about. So that both changed our methodology and even some of the content, offering more of learning menus at times so that students could choose a lane or a, a subtopic within our topic of study, whether it's Bible or digital media. So it was a big change. It was a huge change. And then over the summer, we were able to regroup at Oakland Christian School and come up with a plan in case we have to go to distance learning once again. Yeah, you know, one of the things I love about you is your passion for teaching children. Joe, I don't think you can do this type of season and make the type of transitions you've had to make if you don't love teaching, can you? No, no, you can't. <laughs> you will end up complaining uh, that everything isn't the way it used to be and that nothing ever will be because, and I, I just feel like as Christians we're to be led by the Spirit. And the one overarching thing that has really um, been an anchor is that uh, it's out of Psalm 33, verse 15, where it says that he fashions the hearts individually. And so uh, in a classroom, there's that group consciousness and you move forward with that group. But in distance learning, it's more one-on-one -on -one in a sense. Yeah. And you have to uh, create options for kids to learn the way they can learn best. And some kids flourish in distance learning. I've had some of the worst students in school become the best learners outside of school. 
And that's a powerful thing. That is. That's yeah. an awesome testimony. Well, thank you for what you do. Nicole, speaking of loving kids, I, I want to talk to you both as a mom and as a school board member because you bring all of who you are to that leadership role on the school board. And oftentimes, you know, leadership is criticized for the tough decisions that they have to make. But you're a parent. You're a mom. Uh, you uh, are passionate about education. Uh, talk a little bit about what it's been like as a school board member. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, coming from a, I have a background in education, and one of the things that when we teach kids to learn is sometimes you take those moments, and I know we've done this when we talk about parables, right? Like, I want to step inside to this moment, so I'm going to step inside to this parable and see where, where I am and how I can relate to Jesus. And, and as a school board member, I think the biggest thing that we kept doing is how do I step inside of all these different types of families? How do I think about what it means to be a teacher who has health concerns? What does it mean to be a special needs student? What does it mean to be an English language learning family? What does it mean to be a high academic achiever? What does it mean to be a low academic achiever? And trying to really embrace all of those different positions so that when we make these decisions that it's not just about what is best for me or even my kids personally, um, which is the hardest part of being a school board member because I've got my kids at home going, well, we want this. And, and it's like, I would love to just be able to only consider you, but it's an opportunity. And I, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I can bring as a believer is to really sit and say, like, how do I think about the whole body of Christ and not just one part? Yeah, I think that we need to be praying for you and school board members because one of the parts of the equation you didn't mention is while you're thinking about all these different types of learners and families, you also have to pay attention to what's happening on a state governmental level, on a federal governmental level, and those are a lot of variables to factor into what do we do that's best for everyone. And so I just wanna say thank you for answering Christ's call to not only serve as a women's ministry director here, but to use all of that education you uh, received to serve our community as a school board member as well. I wanna come back to that women's ministry role, but I wanna to talk to you for just a moment. Honey, I got a chance to see you up close and personal over these last six months as a mom, and you do the heavy lifting. You have really done a great job, incredible job, just navigating through this, but I know it hasn't been easy. Talk a little bit from just a parent's perspective uh, with our five kids, four little ones in school, what it's been like over the last six months. Well, I'll say that at the beginning, it wasn't pretty. And so <laughs> I just have to be honest about that. Um, the change was obviously uh, quick for all of us. But um, one of the things that um, we, we realized and just kind of wanted to hold on to was the blessing and unexpected, unexpectedly having our kids home. Yeah. And so um, there's so much in the world, so much going on life moves so fast mm -hmm. that there was this blessing of having um, time yeah. with one another that I didn't want to get lost in the frustration of all of the challenges. Yeah. And so that was a big thing to, uh, to keep coming back to that reality in the midst of being frustrated or in the midst of um, feeling overwhelmed at times, juggling four kids on three different levels, um, classes and Zoom calls and all of the things that go along with it, um, I had to 
keep coming back to that gift that God kind of was giving us to just slow down and be present with one another. So that was one of the big challenges um, for me, but it was also one of the great joys was to be able to um, consider everything that was happening and see this gift that God was giving. Um, and, and though it didn't make it all go away, it certainly helped to have that perspective yeah. as we went through it. Yeah, I don't know how much I helped. We know when we started uh, this whole thing, we were all quarantining at home. And so that meant that while you were at various places in the house with various kids, I was in my office. And whenever I got a break in between Zoom meetings, I wanted it to be recess. So I came out with the football and ready to have fun with the kids just when you got into your groove. And so I just want to publicly apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's rusting the educational process. But uh, Dr. Chalufo, I just want to uh, hear you for a moment talk to the kids because uh, it's not just moms and dads that are watching us right now. It's kids that, as you said, and as Nicole highlighted, have various learning styles, uh, have lamented this moment in some, so many ways, a few maybe that have enjoyed it. Uh, but what do you want to say to kids, those who are online, in person about how to maybe maximize the moment? That's a great question. And the answer, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that there's not an answer. It's, it's that I believe our goal is to help every student discover how God has made them so beautifully and uniquely. Now that's different than everybody sitting in a desk and getting the same answer or even caring the same about every subject. So what I would encourage young people to do is to find out, find out how wonderfully and creatively God has made you and discover how you learn. Because once you know God's learning style for you, you can tap into that and then advocate for yourself with parents and teachers say, I've had kids come and say, you know, during distance learning, it's like, you know, Chalupo, I need a teacher. So we would spend time Zooming more with that student or conversing with the parents and, and getting them connected. They needed in-person in time. You know, whereas other kids were like, I love this distance learning because I can stay on this assignment as long as I want to and get everything out of it. The bell's not ringing. I don't have to dash off to the next room. You know, so helping kids and freeing them up to, even if they're in school, like ours are right now, you know, even if you're in school, get out of the school box and begin to realize that you're a unique, beautiful masterpiece of God Almighty, and he wants you to be colored every day as a masterpiece by the fresh brush strokes that come your way from him. And we've got to make ourselves available on that easel. And for one kid, it might be getting buried in calculus and just getting all nerdy. You know, for another kid, it might be getting his dark colored shirts out and throwing some bleach on them, hopefully outside, you know. <laughs> but we've got to, you know, acknowledge this thing that God has a unique way for every single child, whether in school, or in distance learning and uh, parents and teachers, we all need to just treasure who they are. There's so many great things that everybody has to line up to. Yeah. You know, so there are those things that there's, there's no compromise, you know, but there are those other things where it's not even compromise. 
it's the will of the Lord for that child. Yes. And we just want to feed that, you know, and <clears throat> as parents and kids, you know, just make that happen prayerfully. Yes. Just getting God's direction. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Chalufo, you're such a, a blessing. But I would uh, say amen to everything you just said and add one thing, and that is I pray that in every home this would be a season of grace. Um, you know, we're all trying to adjust to new normals. None of us know what uh, a month has for us, uh, a day has for us, an hour has for us. God himself is the only one who knows. But what we can do is try our best to approach every moment with grace and to, uh, and to do our best and to see this as a time, as you said, of uh, self-discovery. You know, uh, Dr. Nicole Wilson is not only a um, school board member, but you're also, as I said, the women's ministry director. So I want you to kind of switch hats for just a moment. And I would love for you to talk about your ministry to moms in this season. What are you saying to moms who, as I said to my wife, and many of them are doing heavy lifting in this season at home, at work, trying to navigate, juggle it all. Uh, what is your encouragement to them? Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, the moms ministry here, the women who lead that, have been such a blessing to me. The way that they have been encouraging one another is so encouraging. So if you're a mom out there, I would encourage you to get plugged in with our mom's ministry because the, the women who lead that are um, just, they have such a heart for motherhood and they have been great. And so in my conversations with them all summer, it's just been a you've got this, you're doing it. Um, and it, they've encouraged me. I've tried to encourage them with some of the same things that Yodi was saying, that this is a gift of extra time. It is a gift to be able to slow down, to see our kids as individuals, to to get to spend more of that one-on-one -on -one time with them. Um, a lot of grace, a lot of, you know, it's okay. And, um, and I think a lot of letting kids lament letting them be angry and sad and not telling them that they have to put on their happy face. I mean, we had some days where we were just like, it's okay. It's okay that you don't like this. And, and I'm not going to tell you that it's good. Like, I'm not going to pretend. And that, I think, one of the things that I've tried to tell to moms is that you don't have to pretend that you like this and you don't have to make your kids pretend that you like it, but we're going to look for silver linings. We're going to look for opportunities for grace. We're going to look for creative solutions and, and, and then hopefully we'll grow to like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finding God in the midst of all of it. Right. Well, honey, I would love to talk honestly and openly to those parents who say my home is not perfect. Right. Uh, it's not pristine. It's really lived in. Uh, things seem to be in disarray, maybe challenges all around. But yet into the, in the midst of this, they have to teach. They have to live. Uh, what do you want to say to those who really are finding this season uh, really hard and really difficult? Well, I would say join the club. First of all, <laughs> but also I would say um, two things. Number one, I would say count it all joy. Count it all joy when we fall into or we come into all of these different trials um, because the testing of our faith works patience. And yes. so the thing is, is that I know for me that that has been um, the fruit of the spirit that I probably have worked on the most this year has been patience. We need to be patient with each other. Be patient with your children. Be patient with their teachers. 
you know, and even ask for grace and patience mm -hmm. um, when it seems like things are getting overwhelming. Um, I would definitely um, teach our children how to be patient. You know, that's not something they've learned in this very fast-paced world. Um, having, you know, times where they have to be quiet, have to be able to be patient and let each other speak, um, things of that nature to help to cultivate patience in their hearts because that will do so much for our families going forward beyond this. But the second thing I would say is um, it's just kind of a English saying that was super popular just a couple years ago, which is we got to keep calm and carry on. <laughs> you know, honestly, we have to um, have those moments where we just say, listen, relax, yeah. calm down. Yeah. We're going to get through this and you know do the steps necessary to make it through the next day and know that his grace is sufficient mm -hmm. and that um he will renew us day by day for everything yeah. that we need yeah i would say uh that for some maybe this has been the thing that's brought you to a breaking point and it's real that uh, for many struggles with anxiety and depression can be triggered from highly stressful situations and so please don't uh, feel like you have to be a superhero. Uh, do the best you can to find hope and joy and grace. But also if you find yourself having not just a bad day, but a bad season, it may be that you need help from a counselor. It may be that you need to talk to your doctor and just know uh, that at Woodside, uh, we are so grateful for the counselors that are among us, uh, for the care that our campus pastors offer. But I encourage you, don't have to deny, as uh, Nicole said, uh, the way you feel, uh, but don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help. Uh, Nicole, I'm going to ask you to pray for us uh, because there's so much to, that we uh, need to be praying for in this season. But I want to say thank you to all of you. Again, Dr. Chalufo, uh, you inspire uh, the teacher in all of us. And uh, I'm grateful for the joy that God has given you and uh, just your vision for the uniqueness of our children. And Nicole, thanks for your leadership in our women's ministry, but also uh, your serving of our community uh, on the school board. And honey, thanks for just being a great parent. Uh, we need great parents. I, you know, I think that the world has changed one parent at a time and uh, you, you're doing a phenomenal job. And I'm, I'm a little bit partial and biased, but you're doing a phenomenal job. And to all of the parents and teachers and administrators uh, out there trying to navigate this moment, just know that the grace of God is sufficient for you. Nicole, can you pray for us? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your promise that your mercies are new every morning. And I thank you that you um, go before us in this season and that you are eternally faithful to us. And I ask for strength um, and courage in this season for every parent, for every child, for every teacher, for every administrator, for every social worker and person who is providing services for the kids who are in school, Lord. I just, I thank you for the opportunity to learn. I thank you for the things that kids learn in school that help them to know more about you, the ability to read so that they can understand your word. And I just pray that in this season that we would grow closer as families, that we would grow closer to you, and that people would have the courage to, to take the steps that they need if they need help, that they would have courage to be um, the parents, teachers, administrators, um, and essential workers that, 
that they all are, that you would allow us all to live in your mercy and grace in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Uh, listen, we want to give you some great resources that will encourage your heart. So first resource is written by Dr. Kathy Cook. She oversees a wonderful ministry called Celebrate Kids. Her book is Eight Great Smarts. You know, every one of our children are smart in their own way. Some are verbally smart, some are artistically smart, some are athletically smart, uh, but she's written about how we can recognize the unique ways that God has designed our children to express their God-given intelligence. So please learn more in our postscript. Also, there's a link to a couple of blogs that I really would love for you to read. So well written by Matt Weedy, who is our Central Ministry Kids Director. He wants to encourage you your heart on how you can embrace this season with grace and with joy, no matter where you find yourself on this journey of back to school. So for all the moms and dads out there, for all the students that are out there, for all the teachers and administrators, we want you to know we appreciate you. And as a church, we got your back. We're going to be here for you. Be encouraged and share the link so that others can be encouraged as well. Well, until we're together again next time, God bless and have a great day. 